0: Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Michael Liu. Michael Liu is the Vice President of Strategy and Growth at ChooJai, where he brings a unique blend of strategy, marketing, investing, venture capital, and product development skills. Michael brings an extensive background in venture capital, where he has been an active, early-stage investor, investing in over 100 tech startups, including notable unicorns such as Robinhood, Zapier, Planet, and Didi Shushin. Michael worked for City Private Bank, serving ultra-high net worth family offices in the Bay Area. Prior to his role at City, Michael founded Anvil Capital Advisors. He also spent 18 years at Goldman Sachs as a managing director overseeing several business units, both in New York and San Francisco. He holds a Master of Business Administration from NYU's Stern School of Business, a Master of Science from Columbia University School of Engineering and Applied Sciences, and a Bachelor of Science from Brown University. Well, good afternoon, Michael. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Brian. Great to have me. Absolutely. I appreciate you jumping on. And Michael, I've got about a set of four questions here I want to ask you. And so we'll jump right into those. You've got quite the career in technology, investment banking, and now you're the vice president of strategy and growth at Chooch AI. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth? And why would an investor join an AI firm?
1: You know, but that's, that's a good question. And uh, I would say that I've been somewhat fortunate in my career. Actually returning to technology closes the loop, as I actually did start my career after college at Bell Labs Research, doing coding, quickly moved to uh, Wall Street, building program training systems, and then eventually found myself at Goldman Sachs for almost 18 years, leading different business units. And during that career, I actually started doing venture investing over the last 10 years or so, where I was exposed to a number of different technologies and really leveraging and parlaying my uh, financial experience. So it just so happened that uh, being a venture capitalist over the last 10 years gave me a lot of exposure to a lot of different startups in the Bay Area, as well as in uh, New York and LA. And Choose AI, ironically, was my largest seed check over the last four years and my first AI company. And so I was fortunate enough to have a front row seat for the last three and a half years watching the company grow. And I kind of realized that uh, what the team was building was very special and uh, what they were doing was very uh, game changing in terms of uh, delivering visual AI services to enterprises and hopefully uh, consumers down the road. And so in October of last year, the CEO and co-founder, Erma Golfiken asked me to consider joining the company, and uh, which I promptly accepted at the end of the year. And as a result, I uh, joined as VP of Strategy Growth in March of this year. I find myself having gone a full circle and now currently leveraging all the business development, marketing, and strategy experience that I've accumulated over the years.
0: Wow, that is amazing. I like that. You did come full circle starting out in the tech world and went into investment banking and, and then kind of back into your what you went to school for. So that's pretty cool. So Michael, this question I have is it's around the pandemic. And as you know, everybody globally has had to make major shifts to adapt to this new normal. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy?
1: Yeah, sure, Brian. It, it's a great question. Uh, you know, everyone, I think, realized in March that this pandemic was uh, pretty serious and where the US and the rest of the world went into a pretty large lockdown. And if you had asked me back then whether the market was going to be up you know, 14% for the year and that the funding window was going to be open for startups and you know, a lot of the uh, technology companies were leading the charge, I would have taken the other side of the bet and lost but what we have learned in during this pandemic is that uh, most companies are looking to always uh, make their companies run more efficiently. And if anything, I believe that this COVID pandemic has actually accelerated our traction and with a lot of the enterprise uh, partners that we have in the current uh, AI ecosystem. And so as a result, we find ourselves in an unusual position partnering with very big companies like Deloitte, NVIDIA, Dell, Convergent, et cetera having these discussions and helping their clients potentially adopt AI and other technologies to help their organizations become more efficient.
0: Wow. I can only imagine what everybody was thinking maybe in February, early March, and now look at us, right? The challenge that we've had to go through and and shifting that we've done and the new normal is it going to go back to the old normal and what does the normal look like? So I appreciate you sharing your perspective on that. And Michael, I know you're leveraging some new and emerging technologies in your tech stack you know, probably RPA, machine learning, that sort of thing. But maybe you could just talk a little bit about the importance of the ROI of AI and why your platform is so essential.
1: Yeah, so the ROI for visual AI can be measured in a number of different ways. Before I kind of dive deep, I want to share with people that AI isn't necessarily that really kind of amazing high-tech type of application that's going to beat humans in chess or be able to initially predict things two, three, four steps ahead. As a matter of fact, AI can be implemented a number of ways to simply copy or or mimic visual human tasks of analysis, inspection, and counting and do that efficiently at scale and quickly. So we could either do the same task efficiently in less time or we can take the same amount of time and do more tasks. And meanwhile, we can also keep consistent. And so I believe that a lot of the things that are currently done by hand whether it's counting cells or determining that people wearing masks or social distancing or making sure that your oil wells are safe, free from flares and smoke and and fire, et cetera, can be certainly streamlined in a way to kind of create more consistency and uh, create an ROI that will either increase revenues, reduce expenses, increase margin, or even reduce risk, which is very, very important. So imagine if you were working in an industrial warehouse, and you could use AI to ensure that everybody was wearing a safety vest, a hard hat, a gloves, goggles, and furthermore can detect whether someone fell in an aisle and also detect for a fire and smoke. You could potentially increase the public safety for all your workers and therefore decrease injury rates, workman's compensation, and eventually maybe even lead to a lower uh, workman's comp insurance premiums at the end of the day. These don't have to be really fancy applications, Brian. They can be simply simple ones that can uh, generate some sort of savings in terms of risk or expense or uh, more efficiency.
0: Great. I like your perspective on the use of AI and and truly leveraging the technology and, and not thinking of it as some Pandora's box, for example. So I appreciate the share on that. And Michael, last question. Everybody wants to know a little bit more about you can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either technology or entrepreneurship? Well, that's a pretty
1: uh, open-ended question. I guess my advice to people is, in speaking to a technologist and speaking from a technology perspective, it was uh, 10 years ago where people said uh, you need to have a mobile-first approach to your business. Otherwise, uh, you'll be left uh, behind. And then uh, five years ago, people said big data incorporating big data analytics into your business was really important. I do feel that that thinking about AI, positioning AI in your business is gonna be uh, pretty important. So the need for AI technology coupled with public policy I think is something that's going to be front and center for a a long time to come. As far as the business and segment itself, there's a lot going on. I mean, we're focused only on visual AI. There's obviously NLP and unstructured data and other things. And, you know, the the time of of where we think AI is going to take over everything is, I think, pretty far off. We're simply, again, trying to help uh, increase the efficiency and productivity of uh, people who are working out there. I'll give an example. Um, Radiologists all day long examine slides looking for certain uh, conditions. 90% of the cases are pretty much black and white. So imagine using AI to kind of uh, triage those 90% of the slides and then using your 20 years of expertise to really kind of hone in those last 10%. Right, and leverage your expertise where the AI might have trouble. Again, the, the AI doesn't have to be a know-all, see-all type of tool, but can be used as really an efficient productivity tool to help you know increase everyone's, uh, make their workflow
0: a little bit more efficient. I like that. I really do. And I appreciate you sharing your insights. I think what you're doing at ChooJai is amazing, Michael. And it was a pleasure having you on the show today. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Terrific. Thanks for having me. Bye for now.